listeners, I'm Ash. And I'm Z. And welcome back to Mistakes in the Making. So this week we thought we'd finally use our brains and really educate ourselves about like the society that we live in and the economic disparities and cultural dynamics of it. Um, so we decided to watch the really, really informative new Netflix series called The Fabulous Lives of Bollywood Wives. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just to give some quick context, this series is like a reality TV show that follows the lives and friendships of these four Bollywood wives. Um, Seema Khan, Bhavna Pandey, Maheep Kapoor, and Neelam Kothari. Zara, if you could give like a description of or like a quick summary of them, what would you say? I don't know if I can do a summary, but here's what the essence of each person was first we had neelam kothari aka the princess mm-hmm. <laughs> then we had maheep kapoor aka the dictator <laughs> then we had bhavna pandey also known as the hippie yeah i like that. yeah <laughs> and then we had seema khan aka the bad bitch <laughs> Perfect. And yeah, if you guys <laughs> haven't seen it, don't worry because it's literally a mix of like three things. The first is like keeping up with the Kardashians, but this is more like <laughs> keeping up with the cringe with a K because it, it is pretty <laughs> cringe, isn't it? <laughs> it is so cringy. Yeah. Oh my God. And also like the real housewives of Beverly Hills, but like the I don't know how real this is housewives of Bombay Hills because... I don't know. It felt really scripted. It was highly scripted. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, there was a dash of, like, Sex in the City vibes, but, like, Flex in the City, firstly, because this is India and you can't say S-E-X because pop, it's a no <laughs> Yeah. Also, they were definitely flexing their wealth, so... Yeah, definitely. It was so extra, but... This show was guilty pleasure watching and also one of those shows that you have to watch because everyone is watching it. And like, I'm just here for the memes. Like, I wanted to understand them all. (laughs) I was definitely here for the memes. So it started out just being a little blah, like they each were showing on what was going on in their lives. And the first big event was when Maheep's daughter, Mm -hmm. Shania Kapoor, was being a debutante at Le Ball Paris. Mm -hmm. And I was just like... Wow, Livol has really gone downhill if they're letting, like, cameras in. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I was shocked. And, like, weren't people feeling awkward? It was so awkward. And that's all we heard about the first two episodes. Livol, 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 Paris. Oh, my God. I'm so bougie. Like, I'm here in my coat fancy bag like having nice coffee i'm so cool that that was the first two episodes i feel and like shania had this really like cute guy called max i think who was Mm -hmm. like being her date yeah and like her parents were like chatting about him and i was like do you think they hooked up dude i hope (laughs) yeah like he was really cute honestly shania go get it you deserve it yeah okay so then the second episode what was that about i feel like second or third Karan Johar entered. Oh, third, third. Karan Johar entered. And that episode was like where it got good because (laughs) we got so much drama. 
So basically the girls decided to go out on lunch with Karan and they all like got dressed up and sat and he gave this big entrance and all. And it was all chill for a bit, like they all caught up. And then suddenly he just, I don't know, turned the conversation into some way where he was able to like ask the girls, so what's like one thing that you don't like about each other? Like, let's talk about it and all like pretending like, oh, this is a safe space and no judgment or love. And initially it was that it was super like, you know, they were opening up. But then it came to Seema's turn. And I guess Seema was feeling a bit emotional that day. So she brought up something with Bhavna. And it just became like this full-on fight that they had. I mean, it was like great for the show. I don't know if Karan is like a genius or like fucking evil. But I don't know. It was interesting. Do you want to say how it went? I think Seema told Bhavna that... I think that you're just very on the fence and you can never take a side and you never have my back. And I'm like, it went from being you're always on the fence to you're like a bad bitch who never has my back. And I was like, wow, that escalated quickly. And I also just wanted to quip in and say, if the real housewives of Beverly Hills have Andy Cohen, Mm -hmm. then we have Karan Johar. Like really the Indian Andy Cohen. Yeah, I love that because this guy just came in to like stir the pot make some good TV and he bounced. Like, he literally was like, hi, ladies. Oh, you look nice. You have good lip fillers. You look pretty. Mm, Let's have food. Oh, yummy, yummy. By the way, who's the biggest bitch out here and why do you want to hate this person? And then he just left. Like, he literally, like, entered the room, dropped a bomb, and then people Mm. were dying. There were fires all over, carnage. And he was just like, ah, gotta go for my massage now. (laughs) I loved it. It was insane. Yeah, so that was just a mad moment because then Seema and Bhavna seemed to have like a little bit of a falling out. Mm-hmm. And they did something where they were like talking clearly about a third person, but they weren't giving details about who that person was, what happened, where they were fighting and why the whole problem happened. And I was like, what's the point of talking about this? Then if you can't give detail, I want to see this show for this. And then I was thinking... Uh, is this how our listeners feel when I say a friend once told me blah 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 <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> maybe start using names like you maybe, maybe need get to. like actual drama on the podcast and that might be a good thing you never know <laughs> yeah I need to like make some enemies just for this but do you know any friends that are like KJ who like stir the pot and then bounce um Why do I feel like you're asking me that question? Because you low-key want me to say you. Because I feel like sometimes, like, not to me and, you know, the people you care about, but, like, sometimes you just, like, go in, stir the pot like a sneaky little girl and then, like, dip. Yeah, with people I don't care about. Like, sometimes, like, it's just very boring to go for these events and things. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I'll be like, okay, might as well stir the pot. Like, get to know people and then chat with them and then be like, oh, wait, by the way, you said, you mentioned this, but hmm, I don't want to see. I'm not using names and specifics. It's getting boring. That that was my attempt to get, like, drama onto the podcast. Like, but no, no, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's just I'm an anarchist at heart, maybe. (laughs) Okay, um, yeah, so then... the episode before uh Mahif had just come back from Libol of course and she needed to like drag on the Libol story for like one more episode so she was like I'm getting trolled so badly Shania is getting trolled so badly why this is so sad and she had to bring in Arjun Kapoor of all people for advice and you know that you're out of touch and irrational if Arjun Kapoor is the voice of reason dude 
Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, Mahip was interesting. Because in yeah. the following episode, like, she randomly organized a beach cleanup for the girls at like 6 a.m. And she was like, God, all of y'all have to show up and, you know, we'll be cleaning the beach because we have to care about the environment and all. You know, like one of those aunties that doesn't actually care about the environment, but like, yeah. oh, I want to do something for show. And you know how they all have like airport looks. They all had to have beach cleanup looks and they showed up wearing like matching like clothes and these like <laughs> pleather boots. And then Bhavna's boots had like heels on them. And I was like, really, lady, you're wearing like heels to a beach cleanup oh so ridiculous and over the top i know and i just feel like this was completely for sure wasn't it because like i don't think they sit and think about like their carbon footprint and their impact on the environment it was just like you know this one-off like ah it's gonna be documented i'm gonna look good like let's go like environment i love you sort of thing you know yeah i fully agree with that i also felt like to an extent it was just very like forced and it kind of showed how privileged they were because they were like wait what is this and they were like as if they were cleaning for the first time in their lives yeah yeah if this were france in like the 17th century 18th century these people would be like given the guillotine you know that thing that chops off their head like they would they and Marie Antoinette would all just be like burned oh god oh god like sometimes just like if there were a social revolution these people would go for (laughs) yeah honestly and like the privilege just showed and also like the lack of awareness of it or like not knowing what to do with it um I was just like babe I all from like a different planet But wait, then again, also, I feel like I did go on like a world tour with like all those accents. So (laughs) never know which planet they're from. Like, I get that they've like grown up abroad and like stayed abroad. So it won't be your typical Indian accent. But I was like, the least you can do is like keep it consistent to like sound convincing. Like, I know people make fun of our accent, but I'm like, we always talk like this, which is how you know we actually talk like this and we're not putting it on. But for them, it was like, yeah, after like a drink or two went in or like after a while of speaking like that, it just changed into something and that like Indian natural accent came out. Oh my God, yeah, I fully agree. Yeah, first off, listeners, if you guys give us shit about our accents, you can't anymore. (laughs) These ladies really just won the contest of accents. At least we have some foundation, like, you know, some, like, kind of evidence that, look, this is actually how we spoke from, like, years ago as well. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they just have, like, a faker accent than, like, ours. Okay, wait, let me try and imitate any one of them or, like, a combination of them. Go for it. Ashna, darling... I was just very concerned about you because I saw all these Instagram photos of you holding hands with a boy. See, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but I really think that you... You just need to be a little bit more considerate about all the paparazzi out there. Like, did you get that? Like, <laughs> yeah. the changing accents... That, I, I mean, swear, it that's literally how it sounded like Pooja. Like, are you asking for it? You're dying, dying for, for it. it. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. I just wish there was like a crossover and Pooja would come and be like... <laughs> Dude, honestly. You know, just throw a broom at one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Who was your favorite person in this show? Um, I feel like I really like Bhavna, but 
I, I'm more of a Seema. <laughs> um, what about you? <laughs> I fully loved Seema. Like, she was just so blunt and honest. And she just, like, didn't give a shit about who was listening to her. She would just say what's on her mind. And, yeah. like... I don't know. I feel like sometimes people are just kind of like, oh, I want to be Bhavna. But I'm like, nah, I'm Seema and I'm proud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> also, the fact that she's so thirsty for the Kardashians. Love like, it. Babe, like, like, I feel like we need to make this happen. Like a new NGO making Kylie Jenner acknowledge Seema. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that should be the cause for 2021. Yeah. How wild was it though that Kylie wished John V? I'm like, this is just so random, but I'm kind of here for it. But you know, also, I realized that this was probably a video that's like three years old because of based on Kylie's hair. haircut. Yes. And like, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was like going through Twitter because that is what I do best right now. <laughs> and um, I found like a lot of like interesting tweets that were just kind of like why are these Bollywood wives like who are their husbands they're nothing mm. like and I was just kind of like uh but I, you know what I mean like Suzanne Roshan's not gonna do this you yeah know? yeah I mean I was like kind of surprised that Shah Rukh and Gauri came in the last episode I mean no spoilers for you but I felt like Shah Rukh was the best part of like yeah. this entire season like literally my friend was texting me mm-hmm. and she said this I'm still watching, but Shah Rukh really, like, made a heartfelt stuff come out. Like, they're capitalizing him for all these emotional moments. It's a bit too much, but I think this is low-key how they're validating the cast of Bollywood Wives. <laughs> yep. That's so on point. But yeah, I honestly enjoyed the husbands a lot more. Like, Sanjay Kapoor and Jet Li's interaction was so fucking hilarious. Like, he's that one awkward uncle, like, trying to fit in at a party. But, like, he's still him, you know. I'm I'm here for it. I loved it. I low-key didn't buy the fact that he didn't know what a MILF was. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It was kind of lame. They got so touchy. But also, I love Samir Soni and how he just, like, left. Yeah. It's like, I'm not feeling the vibe. Like, I'm going to go on. He was so honest about him being, like, not... Like, he doesn't fit in that group. And I yeah. was like, fair Like, enough. I remember, like, seeing the scene before. He was like, I don't know what to do at these parties. And I'm like, that's literally me. But then, like, I always go there and force myself to, like, be social. And I'm like, no, I need to be more like Samir. I just need to leave. <laughs> yeah, he just left. And he seemed like the happiest person there. Like, oh, I'm getting going. I'm going to leave, like... Perfect. I wish I had the guts to do that sometimes. Maybe one day we could like channel our inner Samirs and just bounce. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'd love that. Let's, you know, we should actually do something for like a day in the life of Samir where we just like give no fucks. I'm so down for this. Yeah, let's like not people please at all be selfish as fuck. Yeah. Wait, no, but dude, one of the worst parts, like I actually hated this part, like Mm -hmm. the stalker storyline, so fucking dumb. Like I was just, and then they were just like making like a mountain out of a molehill, like running across their whole, like, you know, this thing of like their whole like mansion suite. They were like going through it being like, ah, stalker could be hiding here, could be hiding there. And I'm like, babes. He's probably not hiding that. Yeah, that was that was so extra. 
Yeah, also one more super, super extra thing was Bhavna's Reiki facelift. And the lady who was doing it for her literally said, and I quote, um, I'm calling upon the various energies from the quantum field. <laughs> and I was like, what? I mean, I get like energies in the quantum field and like it's all about them vibes, but like surely it can be put to a better use no also if you're gonna go and get like quantum energy like to your side i feel like you're wasting it on youth and face and looks like i would use it for my stock portfolio like (laughs) you know reiki energy come on make nvidia so 100 percent I'd be so much happier with that money than like few less wrinkles on my face. Legit. <laughs> I'm realizing more and more how staged this show actually was. Um, but I feel like that one real moment that really stuck with me was when Seema opened up about her unconventional marriage. So basically in the first episode when Seema's husband Sohail comes to her house she kind of hints that they're not staying together and then in the fourth episode she's having a conversation with her son Niran and she says that Niran doesn't spend enough time with her because whenever he's in town he's always spending time at his dad's house and you know Niran says I mean it's not like I live far away I live across the street Um, So then Seema kind of opened up later on saying that she doesn't have a conventional marriage with Sohail and that he's an amazing father and she loves him and always will. But I guess they're not living together at the moment. But, you know, I thought it was so great of her to speak about it because, I mean, this is India. Marriage is such a huge deal. And not many people have the guts to speak about an unconventional dynamic so publicly. And I mean, I feel like it was great for our generation to see because I feel we'll be one of the first generations in India to really be able to freely explore the kind of dynamics we want within our relationship and marriage, whether it's you know an open relationship or like living in together and not getting married whatever it is like people I feel a lot more free to like explore this and talk about it so yeah I mean it was it was great to see I really like her I felt like it was something very brave of her to do because on one hand people were obviously going to think about that so she had to kind of address it somehow or the other yeah and on the other hand, if she didn't, then people would be like, oh my god, look, she's keeping like a secret. But she like mm. got Sohail to come on camera or show like the kind of father he is. Yeah. And spoke about how, you know, they're still like love for each other. But obviously it's not the same as when they eloped and got married and stuff. But I don't know. It's just, it's wild. I feel really, I don't feel bad for her. No, absolutely not. I think. Yeah. But I just feel like mm. it takes guts to be that honest and open. Yeah. And to expose yeah. your life. Yeah. And yeah, that was like definitely the best and realest part of that whole show. I feel like Seema and Mahip were like the realest of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Mahip came off as like a bit arrogant in the beginning, I thought. But then yeah. like, you understand her personality. Like there's so many layers to it, which I enjoyed. Um, also, <laughs> just being real, uh, being a nice person is never entertaining. So not yeah. having these kind of, you know, <laughs> it just doesn't make for good TV. <laughs> So 
true, so true. But now that we know that Netflix is literally going to make any show, we need to have a word with Netflix execs. We need to make our own reality show. Dude, honestly, we may have a shot because like I was seeing an interview with Seema and she said that she knows that they're all ridiculous and the show is going to be ridiculous, um, but they're not like pretending to be otherwise. And that kind of like struck a chord because I'm like, we say that all the time, don't we? I don't know if like that's a bit irritating, but it is what it is. Oh yeah, easily. I think like easily 10% of the people that listen to us find us very irritating. <laughs> and they're just kind of like, oh, who are these vapid annoying girls? Like to them, we are basically like 22 year old Mahips. Um, But I think that other people to some extent can relate. Like, Mm. I don't know, I feel like in this politically correct world, it's a bit refreshing to hear someone just kind of talk shit, talk about life, talk about all the rubbish that actually goes through people's heads because people are irrational. People do think stupidly sometimes. So now people just know that, you know, you don't think stupidly alone. Yeah, definitely. Um, And that's why we're here, right? But like, sometimes I'm like, the reality is so different. Like, we just, when recording the podcast, create this little bubble and a lot of people do that. This show does that. And, you know, when it pops, that, like, fantasy isn't there anymore. Like, reality is so different. Like, look at the real lives of Indian farmers instead, you know. Um, but I, I do understand the need to escape. But at the same time, I'm like, you have to have these important conversations. Like, there's a life outside the bubble, you know. Oh yeah, I completely agree. But I also feel like there's like a time and place to talk about such deep issues. And I don't feel like I have done the research. I actually find myself listening and following a lot of smart journalists and people who are on the ground and are doing the work. And I listen to their opinions and their voices. And I guess the most that we can do is amplify them. But I still think that we have our own intrinsic value. Like, I think there are people within the bubble that we live in who have experienced similar things to us and we can use our first-hand knowledge on topics like, you know, body shaming or toxicity when it comes to men and relationships. And we can talk about those things that we know and we've had first-hand experience with. And people enjoy that because we bring a lightness and a humor to these heavy topics Um, I mean, personally speaking, I definitely use humor as a coping mechanism. And maybe other people find that like alluring about us. Yeah, I guess because we just like talk with our own coping mechanisms because shit is hard, like real life is hard and we're trying to make it easier on ourselves to process. And I feel like when we have conversations like that just comes into play. And we're like, we want to make ourselves feel better, like deal with it in the most relaxed way possible because you can't be anxious about life 24 7 like you gotta find the silver lining otherwise you know you I feel like you just go insane because there's too much shit all the time so I completely get that I get that yeah Yeah. also just like personally for me Mm -hmm. humor is a hundred percent my coping mechanism like I can only swallow harsh realities of life with a spoonful of laughter afterwards. Yeah, definitely, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I also don't know if we're funny, but I think we laugh so much that like people hear us laugh and laugh. Yeah, 
Yeah, honestly, I okay. I have this horrible habit of just like laughing when stuff is like not funny. Like I'll just be having a very like lax conversation with people, and my friend will say something, and I'll just like giggle, like add a little giggle here, giggle there, to just like lighten the mood. I don't know. I've noticed that about myself. I don't know if I like it, but I have fun giggling at everything. You just said that you don't. You laugh when stuff is not funny, and you laugh at like eighty percent of the shit that I say. <laughs> I'm laughing now. Take it as you want. <laughs> I'm rethinking my whole humor. Am I not funny? No, no. I'm laughing. Humor is like ninety percent of my personality. <laughs> what am I without it? But yeah, I love how you're laughing and saying that though. Coping yeah. mechanism. You know, my mom hates it though. She hates like self-deprecating jokes that I make. Really? Yeah, and she's like, "Why you do that? Like you're talking so badly about yourself." And I'm like. I'm not taking myself very seriously, yeah, you know. Yeah, Chill that's out. definitely a generational thing. I feel because all the moms would be like, "Oh no, no, like don't say that. Like, do you actually believe that about yourself?" And I'm like, "No, bro, it's just a joke. Like, relax." Yeah, like I don't know. It's just she doesn't like that, and she also doesn't like mm. it when we drop f bombs. But like, uh. it's just exhausting not being me. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, did you see Mahip in the series? Like. Fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, asshole, asshole, you twat, you fucking twat. Dude, like, honestly, <laughs> if my friend called me a twat so often, I mm-hmm. would get pissed off and I'd be like, you're not my friend anymore. <laughs> like, at some point, you need to be like, that's not friendship, that's an abusive relationship. <laughs> like, Seema disappeared for two minutes to get her clothing line in a store. Yeah. And the amount of garlies my heap threw her away. Dude, honestly, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, just questioned her intelligence, her competence as a human being, uh-huh. everything. And I'm like, oh my god, Mahib, this ain't healthy. Oh god. Oh yeah, speaking of Seema's clothing line, remember that one client that came into a store and she was like, oh, my belly is looking so large. I look like a belly dancer with the flappy belly or something, she said. I was like, no, just leave. Just like wear like a blimp then like we all have fat it's okay like why are you criticizing yourself people need to have more confidence in their bodies that lady was so skinny as well that i was just kind of like oh my god you need like a dose of reality chill pill (laughs) do you think it was an actor though like just some lady who was like paid to like you know you know what i wanted to do i want to do something for this episode and the stalker episode i want to see the end credits like properly scour them to see if they were given credits ah. as actors or themselves. Do yeah, you think all their lines yeah. are profitable? Uh, I think the funniest thing was when Ananya Pandey said, when I was younger, I thought my name was fuck because that's all I heard. I thought wait, that, well, was that wasn't like, even the question. Oh, wait, what did you ask? Do you think all the clothing lines are profitable? Oh, clothing <laughs> lines. I thought you said, do you think there are any lines that are profitable? Oh. In the show, I was like, that that could be like some good merch, like fuck Pandey, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but that's a good line. She should honestly sell a t-shirt with that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely capitalize on it. <laughs> Wait, do you think we ever had like good lines that we could sell on a t-shirt? Dude, just like manufacture some now. <laughs> like, just think of something and create it, so then we can like sell some merch. I'll be very happy. I don't think we have enough listeners to sell merch yet. <laughs> It'll be our family and friends buying it. When we start to get like 10,000 listens per episode. 
But do you know what? Whether their clothing lines are successful or not, like they are going to make bank on this show. Like it's number one on Netflix India right now. Everyone is watching it, even if it's just to like hate watch it. It's gonna make its money, and they're gonna dip and enjoy. Probably like organize another trip and try to be all zindagi na milegi dobara when in fact it's like cranky girls in Doha. <laughs> Wow, that rhymed. Yeah, Loki did. Yeah, kind become of. a poet now. <laughs> you know what I found interesting though? I feel like to some extent, the show mm-hmm. felt like it couldn't just rely on these four ladies to make it entertaining. So that's why every episode mm. they had to have Janvi Kapoor, Arjun Kapoor, Shania, yeah. um, Ananya. Mm. And I know Shah exactly Rukh. why you brought this up because I know you want to discuss Arjun Kapoor because I know about your love for him. Excuse me, you saying it's like my love? What about okay. your love? Ah, love for Arjun. He's just he's very mature. Yeah, and like super mysterious and deep, and yeah, it's just an unconventional type that we have. My friend sent um, me a photo. Um, mm-hmm. that was a photo of Arjun from like one of his movies and the caption said every time you feel stupid remember some girl likes this man <laughs> I feel so attacked I felt <laughs> violated like I was just kind of like okay so yeah. also yeah apparently oh Ashna and I have like not amazed taste when it comes to like celebrity crushes <laughs> I think they're all amazing honestly <laughs> No, but That's my friend so actually saw the episode and she was like, wow, Arjun was very wise and nice. And I was like, see, do you now get my appeal? And then she was like, no, he's still ugly. <laughs> I was like, okay, like you've dated some models. Okay, then. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, also, since you brought Shah Rukh Khan up, like, I know you haven't seen the episode, but literally, I feel like that was the best way to, like, wrap everything up. Because he came in, was super articulate, used his Shah Rukh Khan charm, and, like, tied a pretty bow and, like, wrapped up the entire series. And you know what? It worked. Like, he left me with, like, a wholesome feeling. Like, I didn't think I would feel any emotion to the series, but he made me feel, like, mildly emotional <laughs> about these people. No, but honestly, when it comes to SRK, I feel like he lends a little bit of his credibility to every project that he does. Like, from what you say, it kind of reminds me of his cameo in Air Dil Hai Mushkil. Mm, like, you know, just kinda. lending a little bit of his stardom and credibility to a KJ thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course, if KJ produced this, then 100% Shah Rukh Khan just had to put his, like, input. Yeah, and you know how we, like, try to wrap up every episode, like, how we will have to do in the next two minutes? <laughs> um, I feel like Shah Rukh Khan is, like, the perfect example of, like, a wholesome wrap-up. Like, he needs Dude, to be so our outro. Listeners probably won't know this, but for you guys, you guys need to hear about this. Our goal is to do a live conversation one day at a sold-out auditorium, but I think we need to change that dream goal and make it mm-hmm. now Shah Rukh Khan doing an outro for the podcast. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Honestly, I feel like we'd keep it for all episodes, yeah, whether like it makes sense or not. Our topic could be something really, really random because that is the podcast. Like, you know, it could be something deep. We could do an episode, say, on just being more accepting of how you age positively and gracefully. And he could do an mm-hmm. outro for that. Then the next episode, we could do it on why Phineas and Ferb was the best show, but still keep that same <laughs> outro on accepting yourself. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. It's all about accepting yourself. Legit, for the next 10 years that'll be the outro. <laughs> yeah, honestly it sounds so dharma like it's all about family. It's all about accepting yeah, yourself. Like- And I think This is the perfect wrap up outro for this episode. Wow, look at me becoming decent at outros. Yeah, not Feel bad. Like Khan. Um, yeah, so on that note, thank you guys Bye, for listening. Guys. See you all next week.